Welcome to episode 22 of a podcast with Goat. This bitch is going to be fucking short and sweet because <laughs> we don't really have shit all prepared, but we want to give you content on Friday. Maz and I, um, it's fucking Tuesday, so like, hang on, let me figure it out. It is May 21st, so this bitch comes out May 24th. Um, the reason we're doing it so far in advance is because our schedules are fucking nightmares this oh, week. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely uh, terrible. So we literally did a podcast last night. Yeah. And we're doing one. We're doubling back and giving you a podcast tonight. We have fucking no news articles, really, because not much news happens in fucking <laughs> 24 hours. It's not like anything blew up or nothing. No. Um, I've, I've scraped the bowels of the fucking Internet to give you guys this fucking in, this fucking show. It's going to be a half hour. Hopefully I'm praying to God we hit a half hour. Oh, dude, I could talk. Then, fuck. Go ahead. I could, I could talk about anything for a half an hour. Oh, hang on. Anthony Maslin, welcome to the fucking podcast. I got fired up. This is a shoot. Uh, this is uh, episode twenty-one, right? Episode twenty-two. Twenty-two. Oh fuck! Think of all my twenty-one references today. Oh shit! Episode Were they two- not fire? What'd you think of the story? I thought it was awesome. Where it's how many times is twenty-one? So obviously twenty-one in an hour. <laughs> our, um, our, your oh. social media game is good. It's getting there. It's getting there. Uh, we have. I think I, we got to focus more on it. I think it's going to be the key to victory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, episode twenty-two, and, shoot from the hip episode. Yeah, this this episode is gonna be called "We Fucked Up." We're shooting from the hip, or maybe just shoot from the hip. It's got a better but ring I, to it. But I think the interview will make up for it. Be, Maz, I know you haven't even heard it yet. No. I am so blown away by Sam's interview. Um, it it was truly incredible. I, I felt like I was talking to someone like fucking ten miles out of my mental capacity. Like she was so poised well-spoken um she didn't swear dude she said heck yes a bunch of times nice and there's me dropping fucking 30 f-bombs in a in the interview at least so at minimum <laughs> um but it was incredible her her opinions on sharks on the ocean how we can do our part um th- th- this like sorry to everybody else this was my favorite interview to do Seriously, yeah, I had I had a fucking blast doing it. I felt educated leaving it, um, and I think this is going to be the interview where people are like, "We need more of that." Yeah, like I think it's it's yeah. Hey, it's funny when you guys shoot the breeze with your buddies, and we hear these crazy stories. But like, I think this interview is going to be the whoa. This is something. Like, I think I think we fucking hit it. Damn. Yeah. Um, Something else I want to talk about on the podcast before we kind of jump into it. Um, I think we're going to start going with um, Monday, Thursday, starting next week. Cool. I think I think that's going to be a thing. I'm going to do a little social media push about it. Um, but I think I think we're going to get. I think that those are the better days to do it. I like it. Uh, so if you're hearing this Friday and you're not doing anything over the weekend, fire us a DM and let us know what you think. Because I, I think those are going to be the better days to do things. Um, I think we're going to have the t-shirts in two weeks, which is fucking sick, Maz. Because that means we're going to have them from Montreal. Nice. Yeah, dude. I just got off the phone with Gasper. We are FaceTiming. Um, I am fucking over the moon. I have, Maz, we have people listen to the podcast, dude, who don't even really know us. But are like, they've messaged me and said, you guys are going to die in Montreal. Yeah, well, they're like that is going to be so much fun, and my answer to them is always, "Yeah, you're probably right." 
Yeah, probably. Like, you're, yeah, okay. You're probably right. But the fact that you survived uh, Cuba is pretty crazy, though. Yeah, but you got to think. I want you to honestly think about this. It was me, Spear, Gasper, and some fucking knob. But I mean, so Gasper and the knob, they're, they're not enablers. No, that's true. Right? So it was just Spear and I enabling each other. Yeah. Well, that gets boring after the first, like, four days. Yeah. We're now, we're going for three days, two nights, three days, and we're with eight enablers. Yeah. Who, wait, who's an enabler? Am I an enabler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I am. Yes. <laughs> no, you all are enablers when yeah. we're all with oh, each other. That's true. Right? And now, fucking, we got Katoni coming. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm. It's game over. Yeah, it is game over. It's game over. Yeah. This is gonna be this is gonna be the best weekend of our lives, and it'll probably be the best weekend we'll never remember. Oh, yeah. I'm one one hundred percent sold on that idea. There's no way I remember a goddamn thing. <laughs> I'm gonna be either in a body bag or hugging the toilet. <laughs> no, dude. I I told Jess I get, I'm gonna put some fucking money aside so she can bail me out. Because we're gonna we're we're gonna something's gonna happen. I oh, know. Am I, I gonna, know. am I gonna lose my job? <laughs> I don't think. I hope not. But uh, I'm telling you right now, it's not. I don't think this weekend's like this weekend's coming up is uh, is looking good. Let's jump into episode 22. I could, that's all I can fucking ramble on for. Um, Maz, I want to start this episode like I I'm not I'm not even gonna label this episode Game of Thrones spoilers, but I'll give you a heads up. We are going to talk about the ending of Game of Thrones because it's fucking bullshit all the way through. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't want to hear it, like skip, like use the fucking skip button on your phone and fire ahead a bit. Okay. I don't know how long this is going to be. It's going to be however long Maslin lets me rant. What the fuck was the point of Jon Snow being a Targaryen? Yeah, I don't know. It was dumb. No, there was zero. Like people are like, oh, it's because the, the fucking dragon didn't burn him in the end. No fucking wasn't. The dragon burned the throne because it realized that the throne turned Danny into a nut job. Yeah. Right? It had nothing to do with fucking Jon Snow, you yeah. Muppets. Yeah. The whole point. There's so many storylines that were just given up on and lost. Yeah. It rattles me, dude. Like, what was the point of the red lady and the prince who's gonna save everything? No fucking tell me bronze, the fucking prince or Bran, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, no fucking clue. No, I'm dropping f bombs. I'm heated. I also yeah. I got a little tired doing the uh, Sam interview, and then I had a schooner of beer at Chuck's, oh. and then I had a fucking headache, so I took a few Tylenol. Nice. So I'm fucking sitting over here on Pluto. Shit's moving in front. Of me. <laughs> feel what like kind of, fucking a mushroom trip. What kind, dog. Of, what kind of Tylenols you take? Wow. Just Any stress? Just the over the counter ones. Oh. Be <laughs> two extra strength. I'm sure you get rid of the headache. Ooh. Guys. Um. Lit. Yeah, I live in the dream, right? Um, but yeah, like what it just it didn't finish up near and like season season seven was kind of garbage. Like yeah, there, there was nothing like other than the the fucking church getting blown up. Like there was nothing really dope about season seven. Season one to four is like some of the best television ever of all time. Of all agreed. time, agreed. Yeah, agreed. Five and six were okay. Yeah, seven and eight were horseshit. Yeah, agreed. Right, like I there's. Agree. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. No. Yeah. <clears throat> I hated that whole... Uh, I actually haven't seen the final episode yet. <laughs> no? No. I was going to watch it tonight. I know exa- everything that happens, though, but... Yeah. Like, er- like everything I've heard is so disappointing. It's like, I can't even believe it. Fuck yeah. It. They fucked up. They did. That's what it is. 
hopefully those 800,000 fans that signed the petition <laughs> make a difference <coughs> and they make a new show. It's not happening. No, it's not going to happen. It's not happening. No. You all Pardon right? Me. Sometimes it gets the best of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like... I'm just frustrated with it because it, I expected so much and was really let down. Yeah. I, like I, I truly was. Sounds like, was sounds nothing... like my life lately. Yeah. Can we talk about that? <laughs> How this chick's ghosting you or what? <laughs> There's not much to it. I'm just getting hey, ghosted. Let, let, okay. But let me make you sound like a gentleman. Like let me allow some other girls to slide in your DMs. Okay. Maslin matched with this girl. I'm assuming on Tinder is how you found her. Okay. <laughs> He matches with this girl. She's a cute girl. Very nice. Innocent. Wholesome. Great. Maslin takes her on a date. Maslin t- tells me he's going to slow play it. Okay? Doesn't even kiss the girl at the end of the date. They go on date two, which I'm shocked she even fucking agreed to date two. Because if you don't kiss me at the end of date one, I'm sure as hell ain't buying you a second meal. Okay? But I guess it's different. So you take her out. You give her a little kiss. And do you want to tell us what happened after that? Uh, I got ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny, man. I'm fucking pissed off. <laughs> I, I told you, you shouldn't have slow played it, Todd. Uh, I should have took your advice. <laughs> um, have I ever steered you wrong? Yes. When? We, we talked about it in the interview. Actually, you know what? I couldn't think of anything. I know. Fuck. I've never I've never given you a bad situation. No. No. We've always turned. And if it was bad, we turned it good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I've never put you in danger either, so I don't know what you guys <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, so anyways, that's our fucking Game of Thrones. That's Maslin getting ghosted. You can tell we are hurting for content today. Oh, yeah. Like, I think we're, I got, we got to be like seven, eight minutes in and fuck. Time match. Oh, thank <laughs> Jesus. We only got fucking 20 to go, kids. Put the seatbelts on. Um, we have a whole fucking thing here, though. Yeah, but I got a feeling it's not going to be much when we really get down to it. So that's what, but Sam's interview is like a good 40 minutes. There's a ton of shit here. What are you talking about? All right. Well, let's fucking, let's pitter powder, dog. Let's get at her. All right, all right. Um, so here's my thing. I have a bone to pick with Alabama. They fucking banned Arthur. And they banned Arthur because the teacher, and I was a big Arthur kid growing up. Arthur, Caillou is a bit of a fuck boy. I didn't really mess with Caillou. Caillou. But Arthur. I'm just a kid who's four. <laughs> Oh, fuck that bald, <laughs> big-headed fuck. But I was all for Arthur as a kid. I loved Arthur. Arthur, I thought, my par- like my parents liked. Um, like, I think it was an all-around good show. Mr. Rothburn, Arthur's teacher, has just come out as gay and has married another man in one of the newer episodes of Arthur. And because of this, Alabama has banned Arthur as a whole. That's bullshit. Does that fucking make you sick to your stomach? That is bullshit, man. Like, why can't we just live and let live? Yeah. Like, why? Like, I know that's cliche. It's pro- like it's probably weird that I said that. I probably only said it because I'm fucked half in the bag. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's the honest to God truth. Like, who are we to fucking judge other people's lives? And what's wrong with putting a gay marriage on TV for kids? Yeah, fuck that. Why? They're going to see it in their lifetime. Exactly. So who fucking gives a shit? Yeah, Alabama's just backwards, man. 
ass backwards. They're just dude. like in the fucking get the, it. the Stone Age. Like, how can everybody? Because when shit like this happens, there's such a massive social media outpour, and it's just like, fuck, are none of y'all from Alabama? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, how is this allowed to go on when this many people are upset? Yeah, I don't know. I just don't get it. I'm. I guess I'm confused. I'm frustrated. Yeah, they just don't care. It it it, it seems like they don't. No. It, and it sucks, dude. It really does. Mm-hmm. Because, like, uh, we're in a time, and I, th- fuck, I think Sam and I talked to this, but we're in a time where we should be helping each other. Yeah. Right? Exactly. We, sh- we should be f- trying to fix issues like hunger. We should be trying to fix issues like um, homelessness. And if we all focused and did that and then started to help others, that's what we fucking need, dude. Yeah, I agree. People are just fucking idiots. Momo, all of them, Muppets. Yeah. Drives me nuts. No cap. For real, for real. That's why I'm a pessimist. I don't know what that means. Is that half full or half empty? Half empty. No, dude. You got to look at it half full. Fuck that. Why? Why Why would you say that? Because we're all fucking doomed. You think so? Humans are shit. I don't think so. I think. No, I, I think, don't know. I, 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 say that, I say that, but I, I actually, I like most people that I meet, so. Do you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, me too, being honest. I, I like a lot of people. Yeah. Um, But, fuck, maybe they don't like me. Who knows? <laughs> maybe. Oh, my goodness gracious. I think I just deleted our notes. Did you? I got it. Oh, fuck, I hope. <laughs> Hang on. Let me pull it up. Did I send it to you? Yeah. Yeah, we got Florida it. Florida man Christ. only drinks at stoplight. <laughs> what a way, what a fucking thing to segment into. Yeah. Way to fucking bring this podcast back around, baby. <laughs> Fuck you, Alabama. Florida's gonna outdo you anyways. Because <laughs> this man gets pulled over for drunk driving and his excuse to the cop was, Sir, I was not drinking and driving. I was drinking or I was drinking at stoplights. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> In uh, in places like Montana and shit, you can drink and drive as long as you're under the legal limit. Yeah, that's like anywhere. What the fuck are you talking no. about, guys? No, you, you can't can drink dri- and drive in Canada. You can't dr- you can't drink and drive a beer in Canada. What no are you way. talking about? You have to blow under point zero eight. Yes, you can. So if you're dri- you're physically driving and you're drinking a beer at the same time. Oh. Yeah. No. Okay. No. 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 I'm talking to you. You're in Montana. You can physically you can be driving and have a beer in the cup holder and drink it. But as Shut- long uh, yeah, and as long as you're under the legal limit, you're good. Are you serious? I you're swear. Fucking... I swear. I swear. All right. It's true. Say, say dead ass so I know you're real. Dead ass. All right. No Can't cap. lie on dead ass, dog. No, no cap. <laughs> um, Maz, why don't you tell us about this fucking movie review everyone's been waiting for? <laughs> this movie review? Your favorite movie of up. all time? This is. And if you give it anything less than a 10... Well, uh, I'm not. You're not staying in my room in Montreal. We're not hanging out, and I'm doing this podcast by myself. You gonna throw fists? I'm. I'm. You ready to catch a fade? Because <laughs> you're about to catch these hands, Todd. <laughs> so it's Step Brothers, obviously. <clears throat> you knew that. Yeah. Uh, your favorite movie of all time. So why don't you tell me a little bit about why you think it should get a ten? Are you serious? Yeah. The comedic genius behind it, <laughs> Maslin. There is not a week. In my life, how old is that movie? When did it come out? It's got to be like 2006. Um, it came out in 2008. Okay, July 20, 2008. 
So this has now gone by at least 10 years, okay? 11, yeah. There is not a week in my life where I do not reference that movie once. <laughs> really, eh? Dead serious. <laughs> and at one time, he had this crazed look in his eye, and I'm pretty sure he said, let's get it on. <laughs> I, can, I can give you quotes from that movie. Like, it is nobody's business. And I feel like most of my friends can as well. She's had the old bull. Now she wants the young calf. <laughs> What if she catches a glimpse at me all the way from my chest pubes all the way down to my ball fro? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dog. Like it is a I'll leave you twenty I'll leave you twenty dollars for pizza. Dad, that's not enough for chicken wings. <laughs> Dude, I can give you that movie. I love that movie. It is good. It it is comedic genius. Um whatever Riley, what's his name? John C. Riley. John C. Riley and Will Farrell. Are are a comedic duo like no other in that movie. Yeah, they're, the they're only thing funny. that I would think rivals it would be um, fu- the two characters from Superbad, like Seth Rogen and uh, Skin- Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Th- th- those are the only two characters in my world that rival rival comedic genius like that. Yeah. It, 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 incredible all the way through. Um, and I, to be completely honest, I don't even like Will Ferrell. No, my mom doesn't like Will Ferrell either. She... I cannot stand. I can't stand. Really? Elf. I can't oh, stand see. Elf. Really? What? I can't. Uh, Dude, you're gonna only piss, two... You're gonna piss a lot of people off saying that for sure. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. The only two Will Ferrell movies I'll sit down and watch is uh, Step Brothers and uh, Talladega Nights. What about Anchorman? Really? Anchorman's fucking hilarious. Dude, it's so trash. funny. No, it's not. It's, it's not all that funny. It is funny. You're wrong. Subpar. You're, you're wrong. That would be like they gave you and I $30 million to shoot a movie. That's something we would come up with. Yeah, that'd be a good fucking movie. Yeah, but I don't think it's outside the... I would have never came up with Step Brothers. Or I would have never been able to write the jokes in Step Brothers. Yeah, I guess. I feel like, I feel like if I, you know... Uh, if I really put my mind to it, I could come up with some Anchorman punchlines, but I could not in Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, who would have thought rubbing your ball sack on a drum set would get you so much love <laughs> and so many laughs? Yeah, I still pee myself at that fucking part of the movie. <laughs> Why are you sweaty? I was watching cops. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, cops I hear that. Four. I hear that fucking. I hear that every day of my life, almost. Like, oh really? No, no. I just hear it referenced all the time. So sweaty. I was watching cops. <laughs> See, dude, you can't go by your life without hearing a reference from that movie. Yeah, this dude. movie is a top 10 out of 10. It is the best movie of all time. And fuck you if you don't think so. Eight, nine out of 10. Oh, my good God. Actually, eight and a half. Well, how? How? Eight and a half. What, what are you missing? What, what, what one and a half percent do you miss from that movie? Uh, I don't know. It's not, st- it's not a perfect so what do you, Okay, What do you give Game of Thrones out of 10? I, that's, that's a series. I don't give a shit. Give me a rating. Like the whole series as a whole? That's a seven. Because they fucked okay. it so hard in the last season. Okay. So you're going to give a show that threw away its ending for a movie that is perfect through and through. Mm-hmm. How? What are you talking How? about? You're saying Game of Thrones is a point and a half difference from Step Brothers. No, I'm saying, yeah. That's, a How? Hu- that's huge. A point and a half is huge. I don't think it's all that huge. It is. Okay. But like... It, I don't know. This movie was just uh it's just a it's a it's a comedy movie. It doesn't really have that much substance. Like it's it's a funny comedy movie, but it doesn't really I don't know, it doesn't really have anything. No, dude, it checks all the boxes. It's a love story. Okay, yeah. Because Dale falls in love with Buddy's uh wife and Brennan bangs his uh <laughs> what should we call it? his therapist. 
the parents getting like it's a love story it's there's anger there's fun times there's fight scenes there's tons of movies like, that are like that though i don't i don't know man i don't know i don't think it's i don't think it does it that as well as a lot of like i mean it, it does it it does what its job it does its job very well i'll give it that then that's why I give it eight out of ten. Eight out of ten, eight and a half out of ten is a fuck. That's a high score, man. That's a, okay. That's a point and a half from perfect. As long as it's not fucking the same score you gave a girl on a bus or something. Like that. <laughs> I, I, I well, okay. Wait, wait. If you had to pick this one or or uh, or super bad, what do you pick? Oh, I can give you my top three in order. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's super bad one. Yeah. Step Brothers two and Pineapple Express three. Okay, so Super Bad is better than Step Brothers. Yes, I agree. Not not by much. But I, agree. It's better. I agree. It's better. It's All a right. better movie in whole. All right, fair enough. Yeah, moving on. Oh yeah, next. Have you, uh, you, let's you talk about. Yeah, you up? saw the new trailer. I did, doggy. Oh and my god! I don't know if I'm as as fired up oh. as you. And I I'm nervous that you're going into this movie with a biased. Oh no! Like yeah, this movie could be shit on a plate. It could literally just be like Tarantino, like coming on screen, taking a shit on a plate, and then just that's it. And I'd still be like, I'd, I'd be clapping. I'd be like, Bravo, Bravo! Like I'm so. No matter what this movie like does, I'm gonna love it for sure. Okay, well I can't say I blame you for that. There's stuff like I'm a massive Little Wayne fan. Anytime anything Little Wayne comes out, I'm all over it, like white on rice. Yeah. So I get that, but um, like. Watching this trailer, I can already... It does look good. Dude, I can already tell you that Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt have amazing chemistry on, sc- on screen. Just from this trailer. And they've never you know been what? in a movie no, There was very limited Margot Robbie. No, there's, it's going to be a lot of Margot Robbie. It's going to be a lot. Really? Uh, it depends what they do with it. It depends how early she gets killed. That's the that's the thing. Like, see, like, because you know the plot's going to be her getting killed. Because she, um, this Rick Dalton character, what they've basically what they've teased is that this Rick Dalton character um, lives next to Roman Polanski, and Roman Polanski was married to Sharon Tate, and Sharon Tate got murdered. So it depends on, and he's probably going to witness it or something. Some, it's all going to play together. It's going to be great. I can't wait. But depending on how early she gets killed, that'll be the determination of you know how long she's in the movie, obviously. But. Okay. All right. I want to see lots of Margot Robbie. Me so too. I hope, I hope this is before. Man, did you see Al Pacino's in it too? Yeah, and he had a. It looked like a fairly decent sized role. And Luke Perry. I don't know who that is. I don't think he's the dead the, guy. Yeah, he just died. He just passed away. Yeah. Oh, oh he, shitty. Yeah, he was in a bunch of stuff. Maz, let's get out of movies and uh, let's talk about something um, new to the podcast. Um, we're going to introduce a new segment. And I think we're going to either do away with movie reviews on Thursdays or um, underrated, overrated. We need we need to keep this shit spicy. And I feel like we're getting in a rhythm and yeah. I don't want our, I don't want people to listen, and get comfortable either. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, um, let's do a Twitter poll or an Instagram poll. Yeah. So we'll do an Instagram poll and we'll see which one people prefer. Yeah. Um, and then we'll keep that one. And and I don't know how much longer we're going to keep that either. Um, I think what we're going to do is maybe start doing um, different things and we'll find one that works. And then, uh, you know, maybe we'll do this for a month and then we'll go back to underrated, overrated or back to movie reviews or something. new. Uh, yeah, I think we just need to keep this up and fresh. We need to uh, we just need to keep people on their toes. And I don't want us getting in a rut either. 
Like, I don't want this to be like, oh, fuck, got to do under over. Oh, fuck, got to watch a movie. That's not what this is about. This is about us having fun. Um, so I came across at Maz, as everyone knows, and as you know, I'm, I'm massive into Reddit right now. And I came across this thing called Ask Reddit. And it's where people post things and then you get these fucking wild stories. It comes up. It's got a lot of good questions. And I'm going to finish. So I think what we're going to do is I'm going to ask and we're going to talk about a few questions. And then I'm going to read you a story. And I think that uh, I think this is going to go well. It's a lot of thought provoking stuff and some wild stories. I like it. Okay. Um, all right. Here's the first question. Have you ever woken up in the middle of a dream that was so interesting you wanted to go back to sleep so you could get to the end of it? Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like this is pretty common, but then I started to think of the last time I truly had a dream like this, um, and it was a wild experience. So most nights, um, I struggle to dream. Really? Yeah. I guess me too, kind of. Um. But when, sometimes when I'm away from home for a certain amount of time, I no longer struggle to dream. Hmm. So Jess and I are in Cuba. We're having a great vacation. And I woke up, dude. First off, our, we had a gorgeous hotel and gorgeous room. So the like we had air conditioning. So I, like we were living in our room, okay? Like, not living, but like it was nice. Like there was no windows open. Like it was nice. We get it nice and cool. I like it cold to sleep. Brody. I fucking woke up drenched in sweat, soaked the sheets, soaked the mattress. <laughs> I had a dream that I was being chased by joints holding M16s <laughs> chasing me through Cuba. <laughs> That's weird. It was the weirdest dream ever. And they were all lit for some reason. But they had hats on. And when they'd run, the hats would bounce and you'd see like the lit end of the joint. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so vivid. I remember it. And so, I woke up halfway through it scared because it was realistic. Like they chased me and pinned me down in this bunker and were shooting at me and shit. It was fucking <laughs> wild, dog, okay? Dude. Fuck. And then uh, I fucking, I woke up and I was like, oh, no, I got to see how this ends. And I tried to go back to sleep and I couldn't couldn't yeah, get back to it. Yeah, man, that's actually happened to me before. I've, you know the what the worst. most you know what the most frustrating fucking thing in the world is though? What doggy is when like I always dream about like people I really fucking hate and I would love to smash their head, and I and I go to and I go to punch them in my dream. My punches don't do anything. Oh, that's the worst. I've had that yeah. happen too. Your Dude, hands I hate just it. Feel like pillows. You're just like you're just like punching you as hard as you fucking can. And you're just like <laughs> nothing's happening. You're like, damn it. Oh, shit, dog. Yeah. Um, all right, so here's our little next question. What conspiracy theory do you believe, and what evidence led you to this? Uh, I don't think I... The only one I kind of give, like, a little bit of, uh, I don't know, I would say, like, evidence to is is the 9-11 thing. That's the only one I kind of, like, there's, like... Whoa, of, you think Bush did it? Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's hard to say. There's there's some things that about it that are just uh, so unexplained. They're a little suspect. It's yeah. a little suspect. Like some parts yeah. of it are just real. Do you suspect. know which one is a good one that I really believe? Is uh, Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> what? Dude, Bush blew up the levees so that New Orleans would sink. Uh, or New Orleans would flood. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. I usually and, don't believe in conspiracy theories. 
I like to I like to at least give them a little chance. <laughs> the earth is flat, man. Well, I don't fucking know about that <laughs> shit. I don't, I don't think I'm one of those Muppets, but I'm sure if you I'm pretty gullible in a sense where if you if you're passionate about something and you're trying to get me to believe it, if if you try hard enough, I might start believing you. <laughs> really? If not, I'm gonna make fun of you for the rest of your life for believing it. <laughs> Like to all the kids I bought Verve. <laughs> oh, dude, buddy, buddy, Connor still, <laughs> Connor still got that Connor's in his basement. Got cases in his fucking house. Yeah, I remember he tossed me one one time, like four years after that. I was like, "Yo, try one." He's like, "Hey, man, I still got like ten of these in my fridge. Can you drink them? <laughs> they actually weren't bad, though. No, they weren't half bad. They were pretty good. Um, last, lastly, here's our last one, and I'm gonna tell us a little story. This one's fucking crazy. Maz, imagine being in a coma for a long period of time. What do you think would be the first news that would shock you? Like, okay, so when did I start my coma? Ooh, mm, this guy, 23. Wait, so what? 23 years ago? Yeah, no, at 23, right now. Yeah, but then when do I come out of it? 27. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Probably, it so- Depends. I don't know how much would change. This guy's story fucking blew me away, dude. He, okay, sorry. I got this article a little fucked up, but I'm a little fucked up. So yeah, I didn't understand what the hell you're talking about. Really? Was I was I blabbering? Yeah, you didn't make any sense right there. Oh shit, we're gonna have to cut that out. (laughs) No, we're not. Sorry, you're right. We're not. (laughs) There was a guy in a coma for okay. So this isn't even all that long. Two and a half months when he was 27, following a serious car accident. Okay. He woke up and he said he didn't remember a thing. He woke up believing that he was 23 years old. For months, he did not believe he was 27. He um he uh he had no recollection of who people were. He couldn't he only remembered faces, couldn't names, um and like names of loved ones, dude. Barely knew who his parents were. He just thought people looked familiar. That didn't sucks. know really who they were. That's terrible. Yeah, dude. He he forgot what he looked like the first time he looked in a mirror he freaked out um just insane insane yeah that is crazy man Fuck. insane i would think um i had a family member <laughs> who was in a coma for it wasn't all that long but it was long enough it was like 2 weeks or something maybe 3 weeks and <laughs> it's funny now but like all this family member and I, we always used to hang out and watch uh, Man versus Food. Do you know that show? Yeah. On the Food Network? Yeah, they came Where to the Thunder dude Bay. would do like the food chain. Yeah, Adam, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. And he would do like this massive food challenge and try to eat like 36 burgers in four minutes. Like just these ridiculous challenges. Yeah. And when this person was in the coma, there was news reports that this guy died. And I was like, that's the first thing I'm telling them when they wake up. <laughs> like that's the only thing they're really gonna care about is that the guy from Man vs. Food died. <laughs> He's gonna be like, who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, what? and I told him he was like, "Are you serious? Like, he was pissed. <laughs> he was pissed." <laughs> Shout out to Adam from Man vs. Food. <laughs> I think uh, isn't he? Didn't he die? No, he didn't actually die. It was a hoax. What? Yeah, it was a hoax. 
Really? Yeah, one hundred percent. No. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, Adam, what's his name? He's alive. He has a new show on Netflix or some shit. Um. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah. Why? Why did I think, man? Oh man, that's weird. Lastly, that's all I got for Oth credit. Maybe we'll get you some more fire ones. Maybe those are kind of weak. Um. I will. Yeah, we'll do a little poll. Um. I gotta wrap it up. Jess is telling me I gotta go. I gotta go. And I listen. I know where my bread's oh, buttered. Oh wow! I know where my man. bread's buttered, Doug. Which? Uh, no, that's okay. Trust me. <laughs> I there was a tweet that resonated with me the other day, and I want to read it out loud. Okay. It was this. This guy was like, "All my friends are out at the bar trying to find girls. My wife is standing topless in the kitchen making cookies, and I couldn't be happier." And I was like, "Oh, that, that's it. That's the goal." Um. Julian Edelman signs a new two-year deal with the uh, New England Patriots. Big fucking deal. Love it. Um, Julian Edelman, stud receiver. Secure your bag, young boy. He's going to have increased targets now, I think, with Gronk gone, even though he's maybe aging a little. Um, Nothing he can't handle. I'm sure he will adapt well and fine. The dude also likes to take ecstasy at fucking the Kentucky Derby and turn up. Like, how can you hate on that? Oh, maybe that was Wes Welker. Uh, I was a small white receiver regardless. Um, I'm just turned up by that. That fires me up. Good for Julian Edelman. Secure the bag, young boy. And we can now announce, um, even though oh. game one will probably happen by the time uh, by the time this airs, Boston and St. Louis are going to play for the Stanley Cup playoffs. I love that matchup. Yo, it's looking... Wait, Boston, St. Louis? Yeah, it's yeah. confirmed. How about uh, the Raptors are about to win? I just said that was the next thing. I don't yeah. Raps are up at home. One twenty ninety six, motherfuckers. Two minutes, two minutes left. left yeah. We're going back to Milwaukee and we're stealing a game in Milwaukee. And Goats fucking Raps in seven ain't looking so bad right now. Oh. Is it? Goats Raps in seven ain't looking oh, so bad right now. I don't think it? so, man. Bucks. Goats Kawhi Leonard staying in Toronto. I got a little feeling. I got a little feeling. Bucks. Every time the dumb squirrel gets a nut, my dog. And guess what? I got a feeling my nuts coming. Bucks and six, bud. Okay, we'll see. Anyways, um, we're wrapping this bitch up. Thank you guys for listening. I know you. we told you it was a half hour. I think it's about 40 minutes. You got 40 minutes of Sam. Uh, it's, about, Best- it's, it's a little over half an hour. Is it? Yeah. Perfect. Um, you got this interview with Sam. It's beyond incredible. She's, in, she's incredible. She spoke like she has a PhD. Like I felt so out of my league. Um, she gave it. She gave me answers to all my questions. It was it was awesome, awesome, awesome. Great interview. Um, I enjoyed it so much that I actually think we're going to interview her again later on. You'll hear us talk about it in the interview, um, and then I'm going to announce a new interview because it's 100% guaranteed, Maz. And you and I haven't even talked about it. We're going to have former NHL third round draft pick Jared Maidens on the show. Nice. Yeah, he messaged me today and said he's good to go. Um, awesome. So Can I? Be, I want to be in on this one too. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Um, it's probably going to come out next week. So this week you got Sam on Thursday. Uh, we might give you Jared Tuesday. Might be Thursday. Depends on when we can wait, figure it out. But he's one hundred percent guaranteed. So that's going to be sweet. He's a great guy. I love Jared Maines. I can't say enough about him. Awesome. So thanks for listening. Enjoy Sam's interview and uh, have a good one. Thanks, everyone. Uh, welcome to this interview of a podcast with goat um, like mentioned in the earlier episode I am super stoked and excited for this um, we have 
um, Sam Renshaw, who's a marine biologist. She is nothing but incredible. Um, we've known each other our whole lives. However, we've never went to the same school. I don't think we've ever really been like super, super close, except one time I ended up drunk at her house for a bonfire. Um, <laughs> Sam's giggling. This is awesome. Uh, Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for doing this. You have no idea how stoked I am. No, thank you so much for having me. I definitely wanted to do this when you asked me the first time, had to make sure everything was in order. And so I'm, I'm pumped. I'm not going to lie. I totally thought you were just being so polite and blowing me off in the nicest way. But I was like, no, it's all good. And when you messaged me like a couple days ago, I was over the moon excited. Oh, that's good. No, I was legit honest, but I've been at school and trying to figure out what I'm doing for the summer. And Thursday before the long weekend, I finally figured it out. So it was legit. It was it all worked out well. Well, thank you for being straight up and honest. Did you like get to like relax a little bit this long weekend or what? Yeah. Yeah. It was so had nice. A, had a few to, drinks? Uh, a few. A few. <laughs> a few. All right. And you're back in Fort Erie for a bit. I am. Yeah. So Thursday, um, my dad got on the phone with me after I got the good news and I don't start work work until June 1st. So he was like, do you want to come home? And I was like, heck yeah. So I was on a flight and home within like three hours of the end of my meeting. So it was great. That's awesome. Did yeah. you get caught up with like all the old Fort Erie girls? Um, Actually, nobody knows that I'm home. Okay. Oh, so never mind. This is a this is a bit of like an exposure <laughs> thing. Okay, we can cut this out. Don't worry. No, no, it's fine. It's all good. I'm only I've only been here for a week. I leave on Thursday, so uh, it was it was family catch up time, pretty much. So sure, and I'm sure your family loved having you home. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was good. Awesome. Um, let's get into some of these questions I prepared. And sure. I'm sure we'll get off the rails at some point. That's kind of how this podcast works. <laughs> um, but we're going to have fun doing it. Um, Sounds good. So how do you think you and I met? Or do you remember? So I thought about this. And yeah. I think I, the first memory I have of you, let's say, is at the YMCA in the gym at oh, no. Y-Ball. Oh, no. And I, I think you knew Devin first. That's probably that's possible, yeah. For sure. So through her somehow, um, and I was also trying to remember if we were ever actually on the same team. I don't think we were. I don't think so either. But you were a shooter, like I remember, <laughs> like when we played Y basketball, it was co-ed, and like I, you knew for fact that like somebody like good had to had to cover you. Like you were, you were a shooter, you had the skills and I guess that kind of ties into like you being a student athlete and everything. And we'll get into that a little later on. Um, but you think it was Y ball, eh? I'm pretty sure. Unless you can think of a, a different instance that we met prior. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, I think, think that so. was what but, it was. But for some reason, I feel like we like in my mind, we were way closer than I thought. <laughs> When I was explaining yeah. to somebody who you were, I was like, oh, Sam, like, you know, she like I played Y ball with her and like we never really hung out or talked much or anything. But like for some reason, I just <laughs> thought you and I were way closer than we were. Yeah, for sure. I thought the same thing, too. And OK, maybe, right. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Because like you said, the one night that you just showed up at my house for a bonfire, it was like not out of the blue. It was fairly normal. And that yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a point in my life where maybe I was partying a little hard. Um, and it, do you remember what actually happened? Uh, not entirely. Okay. I'll, I'll, I, I do. 
we tried <laughs> a friend and i tried crashing it was like a prom a fest oh my god yes it was. A, fest, a fest grad party across the street from your yes. house <laughs> and they kicked us out and i'm pretty sure it was like mikey hebern was yeah. at your house and mikey was like hey we're having a bonfire why don't you guys stay and have the bonfire with us that's really funny. I do remember this. And yeah. it's because it was the prom of the year below me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. younger than us, for sure. And, uh, yeah, and so we were just, like, yeah, hanging and out. And they wanted nothing of me and drunk Drew Spear at their <laughs> party, and I can't say I blame them. Um, okay, so you left high school, and what did you go to school for? Like, how do you start your path to becoming a marine biologist? So I went right from high school to into a marine biology program. So And that's at Guelph. Yeah. Okay. So Guelph is the only school like only school in Ontario and the closest one without going all the way out east or all the way out west that has a marine biology program. Um and so it was always on my radar and then I just it fit because I ended up getting recruited for basketball. So it was all pretty much meant to be. That's that's so sweet, Sam. It was so, awesome, yeah. Okay, so what started, like maybe we should take it a step back. Maybe I jumped the gun a little. But what started your passion for this? Like marine biology is, uh, like I'm almost going to draw a comparison to like a funeral director in a sense, like what I did. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there has to be a bit of a calling. Like there has to be something that like pulls you into that direction. Yeah, for sure. So Like I told people that I wanted to be a marine biologist, I think when I was like in grade five or something like that. Um, And I just always kept going to the same like shark books or fish books. And then um, my parents would go to Florida like once a year. My my dad and my whole family is a huge NASCAR fan. So we'd always go down for the Daytona 500 in February. Oh, shit. Yeah. So being on the ocean every year was just like I always thought oh, I want I want to know what's out there I want to know what's under the sea that I can't see right now so yeah. no it was it was like a long time coming and then I would just watch documentaries and wear out DVDs of like <laughs> <laughs> undersea stuff it was yeah so if we check your Netflix there. most recent history like the ocean documentary or sea is gonna pop up yeah I've gone through them all <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome okay so you have this passion for it and now you're going to school for it when you went to school was it a lot different than what you originally thought yes so my degree was is technically marine and freshwater biology so because we're by the lakes a lot of it was freshwater stuff um which I'm happy that I have now because I think I learned a lot more than I would have otherwise but I didn't get as much of the tropical kind of um experience that I I assumed I was gonna get so that's why um I like kind of had to go find that stuff on my own but I would never trade my experience at Guelph for anything like I loved it so much it was exactly where I was meant to go so okay but like were you a regular at Frank's uh, fairly regular. <laughs> you weren't one of those Aggie kids though, were you? <laughs> no, no, I was not. I never, they had like an Aggie night every Wednesday or something like that. <laughs> never, <you> not there. <laughs> never went to that. No. Um, when, when people think student athlete, I think probably the most common thing they think about would be like an American football player. 
Yeah. And for those student athletes, um, the school really bends backwards and does certain things for the student. Did you guys, did you feel like being a basketball player at a Canadian university, you had the same sort of, um, reach as what you'd thought you would? Um, they, they certainly don't do as much for you as the stories that you hear, um, from those like NCAA schools and stuff like that. But there was definitely some advantage in the sense that like we would have games every single weekend, we'd be away on the road. Um, and some of our midterms were on Saturdays. So there's no way I can write my midterm on Saturday if we're in like Sault Ste. Marie or something like that. So, um, not often was it moved up. It was usually pushed back. So that was nice having the extra time, but eventually it balances out, right? Like just the amount of time that you put into playing sports versus like the extra couple days you get to study. Like it's, it's reasonable. I would say it's not, um, like profs are understanding, but they're not going to go out of their way to like help you get the grade that you need to be eligible to play. Right. I got you. Okay. Um, did you feel it was even like, like was basketball even like close to like the Guelph football team? Like, did you guys get the same sort of amenities that those football players did? Because like Guelph is like a, I feel like a football first culture. So Guelph football is absolutely insane. They, that's like a completely different like entity on its own, separate from the school. I worked um, in the summer times for the, like the Guelph football camp summer camp for mm-hmm. kids um because they needed it was co-ed like flag football so they needed a girl counselor so for three years I was like a counselor and then I was the director of that camp for a while and <laughs> being around the football team is insane they have so much stuff and so much money <laughs> that like it's just not comparable at all <laughs> okay all right I, that's kind of what i expected being oh, honest yeah. but i was kind of hoping you were going to tell me that it was all equal <laughs> no it's not and <laughs> and like the not to anyone's fault i mean they have the money why wouldn't you use it right like right. it was it was awesome to hang out in like their facilities and stuff like that um the only time it was a problem when the line at Frank's was like two hours long and they're walking in <laughs> like nobody's business. It's the only time I had a problem with it. Okay, fair enough. You did. Uh, I thought maybe you would have had some pull from running that summer camp that you could have just walked up to the boys, but uh, instead of waiting in line. Um, okay, let's get let's get off student athlete because I think the super cool thing and the whole reason I really wanted you to to do this was about like ocean, sea life, animals, creatures, everything. Um, so maybe let's talk about your, your trip or when you like moved away for a year. Yeah, sure. So what it was the Barbados. I I was in the Bahamas. I was in, all right. It was something with a B. I was close. Yeah. You had it, you had it right in the, I know, (laughs) I know, but I second guessed myself. You did. Um, yeah, it was, so it was, Uh, a little tiny island called Bimini in the Bahamas. Um, And it's the closest island to Florida, like to Miami. So it's only about like a two hour boat ride away from Miami. Um, And it was awesome. So I went to a place called the um, Bimini Biological Field Station or like known as the Shark Lab. And so pretty much all they do is shark research. Yeah. And so they're like 
pretty much world famous. And I knew it was on my radar for a long time. Like I knew I needed to go and get the experience. And um, yeah, it was really awesome. It wasn't for school, uh, but it was just for experience and try to make some connections and stuff like that. Well, that sounds absolutely incredible. Um, Like you mentioned sharks at the beginning of the podcast, and it was something I was hopefully going to hang on to a a little bit longer because (laughs) because I feel like we're going to talk for forever about sharks. Um, How like is sharks your passion? Is that what you want to specialize in? Like, are you I guess what I'm trying to ask is can you specialize like a marine biologist into strictly um, strictly sharks? Yeah, absolutely. So you pretty much have to pick something that you want to focus on. Otherwise, like you'll spend your whole life just bouncing back and forth. Um, I knew for a long time that it was always going to be sharks. I just always was super curious about them, uh, loved watching anything uh, to do with them, going to the aquarium, stuff like that. Uh, So yeah, I had gone to South Africa a while ago to do an internship similar to the one I did in the Bahamas. with like great whites and stuff Come like on, that. Come on, seriously. Yeah, it was pretty sick. Okay, um, but hang on, yeah. is South Africa a little sketchy? Um, there's definitely parts of it that you don't want to go in. But I guess that's like everywhere to some extent, right? Yeah, but like they say that Cape Town is a pretty dangerous city and I was there for a few weekends and it was one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been in my entire life. Like it was fantastic. Like, I would go no back point, in a heartbeat. Did you feel like not safe? No, I never felt unsafe at all. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. So you like 10 out of 10, Sam Renshaw definitely recommends. Yes. With, <laughs> with a caveat that you do have to do your research to make sure that you are going to like a safe area, but a hundred percent, everyone should go to South Africa. Rad. That's super cool. Yeah, it's unreal. Uh, okay. Like, what's the biggest great white shark you've seen? Like, are they uh, truly, like, that big and breathtaking when you see them? They're huge. Okay. They're bigger than you can even, like, imagine them to be. So, uh, the biggest one... Like, like can you I don't even know. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like... Uh, like 20 plus feet like holy shit are you serious that might be even like yeah yeah like a fully grown now do the females get bigger than the males um i'm actually yeah i want to say yes i'm not 100 percent positive on that but trust me anyone who listens to this podcast will not be googling anything to find out if you might i i encourage them to if i'm wrong someone someone call me out (laughs) no this this is that's not the listener yeah, I would say yes. Then oh, that's insane. Then, like, how many pounds? Like, hunt, like, like nine, nine hundred, a thousand pounds. Yeah, easily a ton. Holy shit! Yeah, insane. Was it? Was it truly like breathtaking? Like, and were you thrown off guard the first time you saw one in person? I was so excited. I was like tearing up in my mask. Like it was. Wow, that's so <laughs> beautiful. So I'm so happy. glad you said that. That's so cool because because to me, Sam, that paints an an amazing picture of what you do and how passionate you are. And I think when anyone chooses to do something, um, to have that sort of passion, I would think like not many people do. That's incredible. That makes me so happy. 
Yeah, it was a it was an unreal day. Every time I'm in the water with sharks, I'm just like overwhelmed with just the feeling of this is exactly where I want to be all the time. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Um, so you you you're you're tearing up. You're you're taken back by the sheer size of it. Was there any point where you got to see the power of the shark? Yeah. So. Um, my like... mom and I actually were there together. So I went for my internship, but my parents got to come with me for a little while oh, before awesome. um, like it started, which was really awesome. We were really lucky. But this, what they do is they like throw basically a tuna head in the water attached to a rope so that they can like reel it in when the sharks get close so they don't actually like, Bite attack. Bite the head? Okay. Yeah, because they're not technically allowed to feed the animals and so that would <laughs> so it's be like some weird loophole yeah so that would be feeding if they let them just eat it um but what happens is sometimes they will get a piece or they'll like follow it in and the one came up and basically slammed its tail against the side of the cage and we're in like a two meter long cage and it's all steel and it's whoa huge. hang it on so you got in the water with these things oh yeah sam yeah are you serious yeah. Sometimes I swim in my pool and I think there's going to be a shark and I'm paranoid. <laughs> uh, you knowingly got in the cage with this? Yeah, you're in a cage. Yeah, but like you hear those horror stories. Like, is it possible for it to like get through the cage? No, not at all. Zero. Okay. All right. So, like, yeah. and that's the reassuring thing. Like, um, my mom was nervous too. And once you see it, it takes any of those like fears away because you realize how irrational they are that this monster of a fish is going to somehow get its teeth that are bigger than like the holes in the cage into you like there's no way it's gonna happen oh man but so like how big is this cage like could you have put your arm through it to like touch the shark no okay no it's not no, like, yeah, so that's nor, what I mean. Nor would you want to do that. <laughs> nor would you want to. Well, right. I might want to. I might want Would to. you? Like, would you, if you had the opportunity, you think, well, I'm sure you've touched them before. Not great white sharks. Oh, okay. But red, like, smaller ones. Um, but I, it's on my bucket list to go free diving with them. Are you serious? Yeah. Sam, that is so cool, yet so terrifying all at the same time. <laughs> it's oh, amazing. Goodness. Okay, so its tail thrashes into the cage. Yeah, and like you just, you have no control over like what your body is doing in that moment. You're just basically trying not to knock yourself out on the cage. Like it was just so powerful. Um, Holy. Yeah. So that was like the first time I think you're looking at them and you like, once you get comfortable, that was probably the moment that I was like, oh, wow. Like this is, this is legit. This, this shark is huge. Okay, so... I I think I'm going to I'm going to ask you this question and we talked about it before we started really recording. Too. All right. Sam, pre anyone who listens to the podcast knows that I said I could out I said if I had to, I could I could take on a mountain lion. <laughs> and I said the mountain lion could be like 6 feet long and like 200 pounds and I still got a chance, okay? Okay. Now, I'm going to take it down a notch and say if there's like a hundred pound great white shark, like that must be a baby. It's still probably like four feet and a hundred pounds. But like, do I have a chance? So I, I said immediately no. And but, then I said, but, actually, you probably could. Oh, everyone on this podcast is <laughs> never going to hear the end of this. 
and uh, I'll explain a little bit, I guess. Um, I think you could because, I mean, I'm assuming the scenario is not that you are already like, ha- like attacked by this thing. Like no, you're just no, we're fresh. In... We're fresh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so I've seen people like grab a shark off of a line and essentially hold it down um, on like a boat and and do whatever they needed to do with it for like scientific purposes i'm sure that people also do other things with them that are not so cool but um but it it happens for sure like big uh tiger sharks and hammerhead sharks like this happens uh, where they tie these sharks up onto the side of the boat and then you can do your scientific research or if for example, like sharks that can be out of the water for a little bit longer. So ones that don't need to swim constantly to breathe. Um, they bring them up on the boat all, all the time. And even in the water, like I've seen somewhat like a video of someone pulling it out of the water and doing a workup on the side of the boat or um, uh, like beach, like on so the sand. I have a chance. Okay. So there is definitely a chance. Okay. Sam, what if we upped the shark to 200 pounds? Uh, like I'm, hang on, let me paint you a picture. Okay. I'm free diving. <laughs> I'm swimming along and I see this gorgeous mama shark. Okay. Behind mama shark is a little cub shark. <laughs> and this cub shark is like six feet and 200 pounds. So I got a chance. Um, I don't know why you would want to. No, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I don't really want to. Trust you could me. definitely, you could definitely get away with like your life. It's not gonna, you're not going to die. Okay, but I might um, come out with a bite or two. You might, yeah. Okay, <laughs> maybe missing a limb. Okay, I can settle with that. Yeah, that, that's good with me. Maslin's never going to hear the end of this. <laughs> um, okay, so you kind of brought up something, and it's something we haven't talked about. So I hope I'm not catching you too too off guard. Okay. But you mentioned when people bring sharks to the side of the boat, sometimes they can do almost unthinkable things, um, and, and by that I think I'm I I mean like finning. Yeah. Because that's the only thing I, I really know of that I think someone could do to a shark. Mine is just like kill it, I guess. But and essentially that's what you're doing, right? Yeah. By finning it? Yeah. Okay. So I watched a documentary in high school called The Cove. Okay. And it was about dolphin finning. So I'm sure it's sort of similar to some extent. But yeah. like it, it, it's horrible. Like it makes you phys- – it made me physically sick to my stomach. Like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Like, why Why is it that people do that? And why does that still take place? So, the main reason that people fin sharks, which is essentially when they catch a bunch of sharks and then you just cut off all of their fins. So, there are two fins on the side and the one on the, like, back. Sometimes they have two. And then their tail fin. And then they just throw the body of the shark that's still alive to basically suffocate and drown. And just sink to the bottom. Yeah, and oh, so man. they want the fins for shark fin soup, m- primarily in Asia. Um, it's a delicacy in Chinese culture, and then sometimes they're also like dried and made into herbal medicines and stuff like that. But they do it this way instead of just killing the entire shark because it's so much faster and like they can get so much more out of it because the way that the like the meal of shark fin soup has kind of evolved is that they only use fins that are like of a certain like size class and things like that. Um, 
for like the higher priced meals and the meat of the shark on the rest of it is useless to them. Like they would never use the whole animal. So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really sad. I totally understand how you feel. Like it makes you sick because it's awful to watch. Is there something that can be done to prevent it? So they try and impose fin bans um, where like finning is illegal. For example, in Canada, you can't go and do that. But they also um, have fin bans that where you can't have more fins by weight than you can the body of the shark. Um, so it's like a five, it's called the 5% rule. So at least 5% of the, um, like the fins can't exceed 5% of the total weight of shark that you have on board. But the problem is then they just keep more sharks. Like it doesn't stop it. It just, if anything, it might feed it, right? It just, yeah, it just doesn't do as much good a little bit. But then if you decrease the amount of fins on the market, then the price per fin goes up. So yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, the, it also happens when sharks are caught as bycatch. So when people are out fishing for, let's say, tuna and a shark is caught instead, it also happens a lot then. Um, really? So in, instead of just letting the shark go? Yeah, because sometimes they're dead already, um, which in that case, if the shark has already died, I mean, bycatch is a, a horrible problem on its own. Um but you could only use those ones. That would be better. But right. a lot I, of... like it's like the less of two evils. Like exactly. it's still not necessarily right, but it's better than like doing it to a live shark. Yeah, but fishermen know that they can get money if they bring the shark fins on board. So even if they're catching bycatch, they know they can still oh. get money for it. So that's crazy. Yeah. Oh. Um. Okay. We've talked about the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. We've talked about some great whites. Now, what's going on with you in Halifax right now? You're living so out I'm there? In, yep. Yeah, I live in Halifax and I'm doing my master's at Dalhousie University. And so my master's program is called um, a master's of marine management. So it's like a hybrid program between a traditional master's of science and like a masters of social science so it's um an interdisciplinary degree technically okay sweet i always told people growing up that i was a hybrid i was built for speed and power there you go (laughs) um okay so you're out in dalhousie you're doing this how much time are you able to spend on the water so actually i have spent zero time on the water since i moved there in september which sucks. I was going to say, that sounds horrible. Yeah, it sucks. But that's the nature of the work, really. Like, you might get two weeks out of the year that are field days. Um, and then the rest of it's all <laughs> desktop research or other stuff like that. Okay, that's awesome. Because that was totally my next question. So I'm super excited that you brought that up. Yeah. So is that seriously like an average? Like, I feel like when we watch Shark Week, and when we watch all these shows that portray marine biologists, oceans and all this sort of stuff. Like to me, I'd always think that like, they're just like, they're always on the water, but there's no way. No. So 
it really depends on what your actual job is. Uh, as an academic, like as a professor or something like that, no, like there's no way you're spending that much time out on the water. And different projects, like what you focus on might let you spend more time out on the water or less, depending on what you're looking at. Um, but for me, where I've decided to take the more conservation route, um, right now it's it's, it's very little it. time out on the water. And it's which killing sucks. it. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's a little, uh, it's disheartening to a point, but yeah. then it makes the days when you do get out on the water more exciting. So that was what I was doing on Thursday in my meeting, and I was... I was told that I will get to go out in June and in August. No but, way. But I'm not holding my breath. So Okay, we'll, well I'm we'll holding see. my breath for you. Okay. I hope that you get out there. And then I hope you continue to take these f- fucking I'm sorry my language Sam. Fucking <laughs> amazing photos. Your Instagram. I mean actually if it's okay with you, I want to put it in the description of the podcast because and hopefully you get some followers out of Heck the deal yeah. too. But like you have the most incredible Instagram for photos. So you have like you must have some special ass underwater camera. I really do not. Come I on. have I have a GoPro. That's oh, it. Oh, okay. All right. Um I have a pretty nice GoPro now. Um, but but yeah, no, I would love a, a legit um camera, like a DSLR with underwater housing. That is my dream, but right now the budget is not too friendly for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's not being a student. Um yeah. Okay. That so anyways the pictures you take are incredible. So I hope when you get out there in June and in August, you're taking lots of photos and I get to live through you. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. No, problem. I try my best. <laughs> well, you, I think that's why I think one time I literally reached out to you and just said, Sam, I love these pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And that was before the podcast. So, so that's just, it goes to show how incredible your Instagram is. No, it means, it means a lot. Um, global warming. This has to be a massive thing in your field. When you're out on the water or since you've really started getting into this, have you personally noticed signs of this? Um, so when I read that question that you sent, um, I was like, you know what? I don't really know what my answer for this is going to be. And just now in my head, since we've been talking, I was thinking, heck yeah, like for sure. So definitely the coral bleaching that has come along with the increase in sea surface temperature. So that's pretty much the problem that global warming has been causing in the oceans is that the ocean temperatures are rising. There's also sea level rise, um, but the corals are really taking the brunt of it. And so naturally being in the Bahamas, there's lots of corals and you see some, some dead ones, which are like the photos that we've all probably seen of like the really bleached white looking corals. So those ones can be still alive when they're just completely white, but it's when algae starts to grow on them that they're actually dead. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of what you're seeing now too. As much as you see the the bleached stuff, you also see the like dead algae covered corals. Um, Yeah. It's not, it's not a fun sight. And we're also seeing different animals like in different places and invasive species is also a big one where um different species are out competing the native species uh, especially like on the coast of nova scotia too there's green crabs and they were invasive but now they're just able to outcompete in the the higher temperatures than the natives are so it makes the problem even worse so okay so how 
can we as an average person who's not involved in marine study or anything like that how can i make an effort to go about this how can i do my part to help the ocean that's a great question so honestly my my first advice is to just pick something that you would be like passionate about so the ocean is a huge um like there's so many problems that you could try and tackle, but thinking about one that you would be the most committed to trying to take on. So for me, like I said, like I've just been passionate, passionate about sharks forever. So, um, thinking about daily food choices that are affecting like shark populations. So thinking about the bycatch that we talked about, um, letting other people know that, Hey, there is a problem out here. Like we should probably pay attention to it. Um, and so picking something like that and really digging in is probably the best way that you can make make a, an impact. But in terms of everyday stuff, um, like thinking about how everything that you do throughout the day and how that might have an effect. So how you get to work every day. So can you carpool with someone? Can you reduce your climate emissions? Um, who you're voting for in elections, um, <laughs> not, not voting for people that just want to keep things the way that they are. Like there has to be change. We, right. we know does that. Does that party maybe have the color blue behind it? They <laughs> most definitely do. Okay. Not that we're tossing names out or anything. No. And we try to stay away from politics on this podcast. And I really do stay away from politics normally anyway, but um, yeah, I just, there's at a certain point it's where you have to make a change and it has to come sooner rather than later so what are you going to do about it yeah um okay so uh, something i make sure i'm going to start doing is making sure i'm cutting up those little uh six pack things before i put them in the garbage yeah so that's a good step but i'll even say don't buy the six pack with the rings on it okay Um, fair i've been trying to get rid of plastic because i know how bad plastic is plastic is definitely an issue and like even though we don't live near an ocean here it can still somehow end up in the waterways in our lakes and then it can still make its way to the ocean like it's just it's you don't think about how what you do every day in your town that's not even close to the water can still have an impact um but like the buying power of you just picking things that are still made with plastic like everyone does it you always go to the store you always get plastic stuff like it's just always there but making an effort to consciously think about buying things that are not made with plastic a it's not easy it takes a lot of effort you have to think about taking your grocery bags to the store before like you get there but it will make a difference eventually and become a habit um yeah rad small rant (laughs) No, that's this is good because I want you to I want you to really get into this and enjoy it. Um, so two two last questions. I'm gonna bunch them up together. Yep. Um, I think I already know the answer to this one. What's your favorite breed of shark? Oh, this is such a such a hard question. Um, right now, currently, it's the basking shark because I am dying to see one, and I might be able to see one this summer out east. Sweet. And it's the second largest shark in the world. Behind the great white. No, isn't there like a whale shark or something? Behind the whale shark, yeah. All right. So it's going to be huge. So, yeah, they're massive. Oh, man, that's so sweet. Um, Lastly, 
I ans- I asked you this question on your little Instagram story mm-hmm. because I needed to know for the next time I'm swimming in the lake. But uh, and I think other people will be surprised to know. Sam, are there sharks in Canada? There are sharks in Canada, but none in the Great Lakes. Okay, so I'm safe in Lake Erie. Awesome. But if I go out to the coasts and I jump in, I need to be cautious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. But they're not there for the entire year. There's like a couple species that are there all year round. Um Mostly they migrate up and down where it's warm um, and stay within like their little areas. So like for me, if I go out um, out east and like I want to go swim in the water, I am not worried about sharks. Like the, the chances of you even seeing one are so slim. Like I might not even see one this summer. Whereas if I'm like in the Bahamas and I jump in the water, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm very aware. Let's say that okay, of what's going on. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I'm glad I no longer have to stress about sharks being in my pool. <laughs> Even you certainly though... <laughs> don't, no. Um, uh, also, Sam, I really just want to say thank you. Um, I think this is going to be a really, really interesting little episode and take, and I think a lot of people are going to like this. Um, so hopefully we can get you some love on Instagram and you get some followers, and uh, hopefully everyone becomes a little more educated in their purchases, and we can help save the ocean. Well, yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, truly, I was excited, so excited to do this. And I'm really glad that it worked out. Um, Yeah, no, this was a lot of fun. I hope people like it. Yes, thank you so, so much, Sam. And we're going to stop now.